all kinds of things. I was like, dear Lord, when am I ever going to have an opportunity to even study? But as I got up the last couple of mornings, early in the morning, the Lord was so good to just, this is actually something that's been on my heart and has been um, just stirring in me. And so I'm going to just let you have it, okay? (laughs) No, I mean that in a good way. But we know that sometimes our toes get stomped on, not because the Holy Spirit is trying to be mean to us, but because he loves us so much that he's saying, um, you who listen to what I have to say, because what I have to say is what you've been asking me for, wisdom, direction, answers. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And the Holy Spirit is saying, if you listen, I'll let you know. He's all about speaking. He wants us to know. He doesn't hide stuff from us to keep us in the dark. He hides it so that we'll seek it out and find it, and it's a hidden treasure. So today I'm going to read a scripture to you that's probably familiar, Mark 11:23. This is old school church. We don't have a projector. We don't have, you know, it up on the screen. I know you can get it on your phone, but I highly suggest you bring your Bible you know, when you don't have your Bible and, or you're somewhere where you need to know the word, it's good to lay your eyes on a real Bible that you can mark and you can make notes. It's precious and valuable. Alrighty, Mark eleven twenty three says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. And again, for most of us, we probably have heard this scripture. How many of you have heard it before? How many of you have never heard it before? Won't raise your hand, huh? We've probably heard it in sermon after sermon, and therein lies the danger. Because a lot of times when we hear something, why are they teaching on that again? What do we have a tendency to do? I know that, I've heard that, and we shut down. But that's where we have to stir ourselves up, right? We have to say, nope, I'm going to get something new out of this. I know the Lord has something for me today, so I'm going to listen with an open heart, receptive ears, and I'm going to receive today. Did you know that you can do a lot of believing? You can believe that God is real. You can believe that his promises are true. You can believe that if you died today that you would go to heaven. You can even believe that it's God's will for you to be healed. But unless you and I begin to put something in our mouth... All the believing in the world is not going to change your circumstances, is not going to change your health, is not going to change your lack. If you don't begin to take the word of God and put it in your mouth, just as we read in Mark eleven twenty three, it's you can believe a lot of things, and it will affect nothing in your life. But it's when you combine believing and speaking together that things begin to change. 
Words are containers. You may have heard that before. Words contain blessing. They contain cursing. They contain faith or they contain fear. Words contain healing and health or they contain sickness and disease. Now, I want you to picture that in your mind, not your mouth, (laughs) in your mind. Picture a container. What we want to do is change what's in the container, if it's negative, to positive. So it will have an effect on your life in a positive way. Did you know that words can be filled with hate or they can be filled with love? They're actually so powerful that I could come to you and you could be all happy and joyful and, you know, you're having a good day. And I could say words to you that would cause your whole demeanor to change. Am I right? Have you experienced that? Have you experienced where you and your spouse or you and your friends or whatever, you're just going along great, but all of a sudden somebody says something, and boy, does that tick you off, or boy, does that bring sorrow to you or whatever. Words are powerful, and we just sling them around don't we? The Bible talks about speaking froward words. He talks about speaking words that are stout against him or that are of no value. They're useless. They fall to the ground because they have no importance to them, but yet we speak them. Words can create atmospheres. Have you ever walked into a home and you know there's been some fighting going on in there? It's thick in the air, isn't it? You just sense something is not right. When we went down to California, we, um, that's a different environment for us. My husband and I came away from it with a thought that light went into darkness in the sense that We saw things that we have only seen on TV or only heard about. But yet, because it is a more liberal state, there's things that go contrary to what we believe. And so you, you have to guard yourself and what you're saying and what you're seeing. And you go into these atmospheres... You may face that at a workplace or when you go. I've been in, uh, like, going to a store. I like to thrift. (laughs) Sometimes the music is so anti-God and so demonic in its the phrases and the lyrics and everything. I'll just write it out loud. I'm like, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over those words. I'll not let them penetrate my mind. Because you know how a jingle will get in your mind and you start... Oh, why did you sing that song that stuck in my head? You have to watch what goes in your heart and in your ears. It gets stuck in your head. Before you know it, you're saying it. And we don't want that. Words are so powerful that at the mention from your doctor that you have cancer can produce fear, anxiety, or any, you know, terminal disease. They have the power They're not just letters on a page. Oops, there's some words. (laughs) They don't just form different parts of our language. They're containers. 
My question to you today is, what is your container full of? Did you know that your words you have authority over and you have a choice what to say and what not to say? Have you ever been in a situation where you're, it's just on the tip of your tongue, you just want to give a piece of your mind, you just want to let them have it, right? But you have authority over that to say, nope, I'm not going to say those things. Proverbs 18.21 is probably familiar to you also. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they who indulge it shall eat the fruit of it for death or life. That's pretty strong, isn't it? Death and life are in the power of our tongue. Now, you might not die physically, but a lot of people have because of the words of their mouth. Matthew 12, 37 says, For by your words you will be justified and acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned and sentenced. You know, we blame the enemy for a lot of things, but sometimes our own mouth is what is doing it what is causing destruction in our own lives, what is keeping a situation perpetuated, because we just can't stop saying the negative things. With these words, these containers, and based off of what's being put inside of them, we can direct the course of our life for either good or evil. James chapter 3 says, tree, it says, He likens our tongue to the rudder of a ship. Now, ships are pretty big, aren't they? But a little rudder can turn that thing in the direction that the captain wants it to go. You can turn the direction of your life with this little thing that's in your mouth. What direction is your life headed in? Is it in a positive direction? Do you see victory and overcoming power in your life? Or are you continually walking through defeat after defeat? You know, we face tribulation. Jesus said you'll have tribulation in this world. But he wants us to walk in victory. And our mouth has a great deal to do with the victory we experience. Back in the beginning, in the beginning of the word, it says in Genesis 1, 1 through 3, in the Amplified Bible, it says, In the beginning, God prepared, formed, fashioned, and created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and empty. Waste and darkness was upon the face of the very great deep. The Spirit of God was moving, hovering, brooding over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. The Spirit of God was moving, but he didn't have anything to work with. He was hovering. He was moving in this vastness. But it wasn't until God said something that had substance to it that gave the Holy Spirit something to create with. Your words have substance and I'm going to prove that to you. Hebrews 11, 1 through 3 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, 
so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. The things that were made came out of God himself. Now, again, I, I, I love visual things. I wish I had the ability to, to make this. If you can picture God when he spoke light, that's what came out of him. The very essence of light pierced into darkness. It came out of his being, okay? The Holy Spirit then moved upon it and brought into existence everything that you and I see today. He created the earth the heavens, the seas, all the vegetation, animals, and he created you and me. Hallelujah. You and I were... Okay. (laughs) You and I are the only created beings that have been given the same power to create and form and frame and establish our worlds. He's put within us the ability to speak substance that will create in our life. And where do we get that substance from? Romans 12.3 says, God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. God didn't give me more faith than he gave to you. We've all been given the same measure of faith. And this kind of faith is the God kind of faith. If you could imagine this great God taking little bits of himself, there's Brooke, there's James, there's Lisa, there's Taylor, there's Kelby and Megan. I'm putting a little bit of me in each and every one of you so that you can act like me, so that you can speak like me, so that you can create like me. You can change the darkness in your world by creating with your mouth. I'm believing, God, that you guys are going to catch this. It's not just going to be a message about faith. It's going to be what you've been asking God for in situations you keep coming up against over and over again. If you listen to what the Spirit of God is saying about your words and how you can create and change things, It'll ratify your life. It'll change your life forever. God didn't think the universe into existence. He didn't go, "Mm, there it is. He spoke it into existence. He created an environment filled with words, filled with faith. That's what he created. And he wants us to take it back with the words of our mouth. This is a long scripture, but I want you to hear it. Hebrews 1, 1 through 3 says, In many separate revelations, each of which set forth a portion of truth, and in different ways God spoke of old to our forefathers in and by the prophets. But in the last days, say the last days, that's where we are, he has spoken to us in the person of a son, whom he appointed heir and lawful owner of all things, also by and through whom he created the worlds and the reaches of space and the ages of time. He made, let me just stop a moment for that. Our resources in this earth, God did not think, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? 
They're running out of stuff. He created everything this earth would ever need to sustain man. Everything. We're to be good stewards, but it is already established. It's already there. I don't know why I said that. Um, he created the worlds and the reaches of space and the ages of time. He made, made, produced, built, operated, and arranged them in order. He is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being, the outraying, or the radiance of the divine. He is the perfect imprint, the very image of God's nature, upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. That's who we serve. That's who lives in us. That's who wants you to walk in victory. The one who holds and obtains it all by the mighty word of his power. Hallelujah. God is speaking to us today through Jesus. John 14.10 tells us we are in Christ and he is in us. We live and breathe and have our being because of him. And he wants us to operate in this earth in the same manner in which he did. Jesus spoke the word, didn't he? And things changed. Words, that's what we're talking about. We live in a faith-filled, word-created universe, and words are still creating. We live in a word upheld by the word of God. You and I today were made in the same image and likeness of our creator, and he wants us to be just like him. We should be, you've heard it before, oh, you think you're God. Well, we don't think we're the creator, but we think we are in him, and because of Jesus Christ and what he has done, we can be exactly like him. Ephesians 5.1 tells us that we are to imitate him, and if we're going to imitate him, we're going to have to talk like him. We're going to have to walk like him. We're going to have to do the same things that he does and did while he walked the earth. God never does anything without saying first. He released his faith in creation when he spoke the worlds into existence. And we have that same ability to release faith-filled words into our circumstances. What storms are you facing today? What torments in your mind are you facing? What depression, what sickness, what lack are you facing we're to speak faith-filled words that are full of power and life that will transform and change those things. We're to speak like he spoke. We're to say the same things. When Jesus walked the earth, he spoke to the fig tree. He spoke to the storms. He calmed the sea. He spoke to the, de the de demonized people. He even spoke to the dead, and he raised them up. You and I are to be just like him. We're, but where do we get this faith? Where do we get this power? Romans ten seventeen. you all know it, that faith comes by hearing the faith-filled words of God. That's how you're going to get strong. That's where you're going to get faith from. That's where you're going to get the substance the substance you need for the Holy Ghost to move in your life, to change things in your life. You don't have to stay the same. 
your situations don't have to stay the same. And it doesn't change overnight. But if you'll keep at it, things will change. Jesus said in Matthew 17, 20, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and that it would obey you, and nothing would be impossible to you. Do we really believe that? I need to get my glasses here. Do we really believe that nothing will be impossible to us? If we did, we would see things changing somewhere in here in this mess. Sorry about that. Hope this isn't being recorded on the tape, but I'm sure it is. <laughs> There's nothing, no impossible situation with God. I don't care what it is. He is able to change that through our words. I wanted to read... Um, got this this morning. I wanted to read this scripture to you in the message, or not message, the passion. Just give me a second here. I thought I put up, there it is. Um, this is Matthew, the 21st chapter and verse 21. It goes right along with this verse I just read to you. Jesus replied, listen to the truth. Again, it's truth coming up against the lies of the enemy that we are looking for here. It says, listen to the truth. If you have no doubt of God's power and speak out of faithfulness, you can be the ones who speak to a tree and it will wither away. Even more than that, you could say to this mountain, be lifted up, be thrown into the sea, and it will be done. Everything you pray for with the fullness of faith, you will receive. Again, it's the power of God, the truth of God in our heart, coming out of our mouth, that gives us the ability to speak to things in our lives. Hindrances, things that have been there. Now to find my place. There's not one impossible situation with God. When the word's coming out of your mouth, on your lips... It's going to produce life. It's going to bring change. Hebrews 4.12, we all know, says the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Did you actually realize that you can speak the word of God to yourself or to someone else? And living power will flow out of you. And if you need strength or encouragement, so many times I have been discouraged. And I have gone in my bedroom, and I have taken the word of God, and I've, where do I start, Lord? I started in the Psalms, read through Proverbs, confess the word, or put on music that's faith-filled, and sing my heart out, and see that thing break off of me. Get up and be strengthened, because it's life. It's a living word. It isn't just words on a page. It's meant for you to speak, to change your circumstances. The example of this that I want to give you again is my brother Paul, who was given a death sentence, one week to live. And the Lord prompted me in my heart, 
Everything he hears from that doctor, I want you to counteract with the word, the word of life. And when I did, we went against everything the enemy said, you're not going to live long, your kidneys aren't going to function. He just told me the other day he had stents put in from the back into his kidneys because he was in renal failure. They both had died. One would never come back, the doctor said. He just went to have those removed, and his kidneys are functioning. And the doctor said, I can't believe how you look. You look like death. Now you don't. It's the word. What if I hadn't gone? It wasn't me. It was the word in me that God said, you go. You speak against that thing. And you have that same power up against whatever the devil is saying won't change. It'll change. It'll come down in Jesus' name. Wow. (laughs) Our Lord Jesus operated in the same manner in which he saw his father. He did only what he saw his father do. He spoke only what he saw and heard his father say. These are spiritual laws that will never, ever change. It's just like the law of gravity. If you get on this building and you jump off, the chances are you're probably going to break an ankle or hurt yourself. It is always forever set in motion unless God has a reason to suspend it. So don't do that. These are spiritual laws that are always in motion forever. And if you'll work the word, it'll work for you, no matter what the devil says. No matter how long you've dealt with it, no matter what his lie is to you, it will change when you put the word in your mouth. These words have been established so that you will speak them. Proverbs, again, 1821, remember it says the power of death and life are in our tongue. I just heard a minister share about a family, born-again, spirit-filled family. I don't know where they were going, but there were, I think, two children, a mom and a dad. might have been more children. But they were broadsided in an, in an intersection so hard that it ripped the car in half. And the family, the kids and the mom, were thrown out. One of the boys, you know, his skull was exposed and everything. And they were all lying out there. But the dad, for whatever reason, was not injured at all. And so he was going around checking on him. The mom just knew to start praying in the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the Holy Ghost when you don't know, when you're in those kind of situations. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost now. You'll avoid those situations. But he went around and he's checking on them. And when he stood over his wife, for whatever reason, out of his mouth came... I'm a dead man. And he died. They were seriously life-threatening injuries, and they lived. And that man died. And I think it was Brother Copeland, uh, she was at his meeting, and she went and asked him, Brother Copeland, can you tell me why this happened? And he said, I can't tell you, but we're going to agree that before this conference is over, you'll get an answer. And as... He was ministering. She came up to him later and she said, I know why he died. Because of his words. 
He loosed the power of the enemy through his words. You think words don't mean anything. You might think, this is silly. I can speak the way I want to. It doesn't have an effect. Your words matter. You can tell what, by what's going on in our uh, Congress and in our Senate and in our uh, government right now, the words of people are destroying a man's life for endeavoring to do that. Before he's ever been proven guilty, words, how many lives have been destroyed by words? They have value. What comes out of your mouth under pressure? When you're pressed, you're frustrated, your day isn't going right. Everything is coming at you from every side. Have you been there? I've been there. Lots, it seems like, this year. Pastor Dan and I have stood up in the pulpit, or he has, just ready to quit. The devil wants us to quit. He wants us to let go. What are you going to do under pressure? You're going to cuss? You're going to let somebody have a piece of your mind? Are you going to say all the negative things that are coming at you? I never have. I always this. It never. I'm always sick. I have this disease. I whatever. The devil wants to use your own words to destroy you. There's creative words of life. There's creative words of death. And he wants you to hang yourself with your own words. Words. That's what we're talking about. Isaiah 55, 11 says, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Let me ask you, is your mouth filled with God's words that accomplish and prosper in the things you're believing for? Or are you speaking the problem? Are you speaking doubt? Are you speaking the doctor's report? Are you speaking lack? Are you speaking sickness? Are you speaking frustration? And here's a biggie. Are you, is your mouth murmuring and complaining? You know, the children of Israel murmured and complained against the Lord. And he let them go their way. You wander in the wilderness 40 years because you murmur and complain. Are you wandering in the wilderness? Why, Lord? Why am I going around this mountain again? What is your mouth saying? What are you speaking? Your own words will hold you captive. We have to change what we're saying. We have to come in alignment with the word of God and speak the word only. Isn't that what Jesus told Jairus when the bad report came? He knew it was coming. Don't, don't let your mouth say, my daughter's dead. Don't let fear enter your heart by the words of your mouth. Don't receive the evil report. Speak the word only. But how are you going to speak the word only if it's not in your heart? If you give no time to the word. Your day is so busy. Your day is so full. We have so much entertainment. We have so many devices and things. They're distractions from the enemy. They're good in their place. But they will take your time. They will rob you. They will steal the word of God out of your heart. And you get in a situation where you need the word to come out of you. And it's not there. 
Because the Spirit of God, the angels of God are hearkening to your word to create, to stop, to thwart, to keep the enemy at bay off your life. But if it isn't in, in there, there's nothing for him to move on. There's nothing for him to work through. God's a good God. He only has good things for you. He, on 9-11, you guarantee that our good God told every single person, be he a Christian or not, he warned them about being there. That's how good he is. Those who heeded were saved. Those who ignored, they died. Our God isn't out allowing people to be slaughtered. He will do everything to the uttermost to bring salvation and deliverance to people. Luke 6.45 says, Out of the virtue stored in their hearts, good and upright people will produce good fruit. But out of the evil hidden in their hearts, evil ones will produce what is evil. For the overflow of what has been stored in your heart will be seen by your fruit and will be heard in your words. What is the overflow? What fruit is coming out of your mouth? Friends, your mouth tells off on you. It will under pressure, won't it? It'll tell off of what's really in your heart. We all miss it. We all make mistakes. We all say things that we shouldn't at different times. I, for my own life, this is where the Lord is dealing with me. I put a watch over my mouth. Lord, I surrender my mouth to you. Lord, help me to say things that are life-giving and building. You know you can tear someone down in a moment with your words. You can say things about them, gossip, and ruin people. Or you can build them up. Lift them up. Encourage them. If you can't find something nice to say, tell them how good their hair looks or how beautiful their eyes are or what a kind person they are. Build people up. Don't tear them down. Words are powerful. Words are sharp. They can cut and they can hurt and they can last a long time. You can heal a broken arm, but words can last a long time, can't they? If you say things that you shouldn't, repent quickly. Say, Lord, I don't believe that. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to uproot that thing in my life, that that will not take root. I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, I cover that in the blood. Deal with it right away. Don't let it go. Mark uh, chapter 4, 13 through 20, we're almost done. Jesus describes our hearts as soil. The soil determines how good your harvest is going to be. And you see the different types of soil there. Spoken words program your heart or your spirit for either success or failure, for either victory or defeat. Words have such power that they can bring you from a dark pit to life again. Again, I likened it, and I go by what the Lord has just been showing me through this situation with my brother Paul. Sometimes I'll just be impressed to call him. We usually talk almost every day, but a couple days might go by, and I'll just be like, "Mm, I need to call him, I need to call him. You know, he's still in the battle. He's still fighting, 
and the enemy still wants to take him out. And I'll call, and I can tell his voice is weak, and, you know, he's in it. He's fighting it. And we just begin talking the word and speaking life and talking the scriptures and everything. By the end of our conversation, you can actually hear the strength and the victory and the hope and that, that what he needed just to jerk the slack out of him again and say, no, get back on the word, don't give up, don't quit. If you won't quit, if you'll stay on the word, if you'll speak life in the face of those things, it's like going to the hospital and saying, I need an IV. Will you just, I need everything you can pump into me. That's what the word is like. You take it, you put it in your ears, in your eyes. You speak it out of your mouth aloud. You speak it out loud and you just start walking the floor declaring what God has done for you. It doesn't matter what you're going through. And you'll rise above that thing. You'll come out on top of that thing because that's who you are created to be. A victor, not a victim. An overcomer, not being overcome. Hallelujah. There might be things in your mind and in your life, in your body that has built up over the years that you've dealt with. Wrong thinking, wrong believing, wrong speaking. Perhaps the enemy has even told you there's things that will never change in your life. That's just your lot in life. My family was this way. They had that disease. I have that same tendency. I'm going to have that. That's just who I am. That's not who you are. You are not created to be under the domain of darkness He said when you became a Christian that you were taken out of the kingdom of darkness, transferred to the kingdom of light, and in light is everything good and there's no darkness there. So it's up to you what you're going to say about your situation. Do you want to stay over here? I'm sick. I'm beat down. I'm depressed. I need this. I need that in order to survive. Or do you want to put the word of God to work in your life and be transformed by it? Be renewed. You've all seen people that have come off the street maybe or whatever. And Ron, I don't mean to point you out, but I do. He is a transformed man. His friends see it. They knew the old Ron. What did that for you? Jesus, the word. He is the living word. That's what made him different. Don't tell me it doesn't work. It works and it works on everything and it works every single time. But you got to work it. Don't give up. Don't let go of it. Just because it didn't happen yesterday, don't let go. It'll work for you. It'll change. The word of God spoken through your lips will tear down the things the enemy says will never change. You may be plagued with depression or tormenting thoughts. They'll come down when you put the word of God to work. We're told to take every thought captive and pull them down. He's given us everything we need to walk victorious, but we don't use them. We hear a nice little message. We know some of these things. We've heard them over the years or whatever. But until it becomes a reality in your life, you'll stay where you're at. You'll have what you say. But the good thing is you can have what you say also when you agree with the word of God. And it will change things. Hallelujah. Give the Holy Spirit substance. Give him something to work with. Put the word in your heart. 
Let faith grow. Let the word transform your thinking. Rotten, stinking thinking that doesn't agree with the word. Let the word of God change it, renew it, transform your mind. Did you need to say something wrong? Exactly what we're talking about, our words having such strength through Christ and our faith. Um, Two weeks ago, I was, well, back in January, I was diagnosed with full-blown diabetes. And I didn't tell anybody, I just, just me and Debbie knew about it. And we struck it down that day and gave it to the Lord. And two weeks ago... There's no sign of it ever being in my body whatsoever. Glory! Glory! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And like I said, your words are so powerful. And negative words are holding people trapped in lifestyles and in habits and in depression and in, in sickness and disease because they are so used their identity has become this thing it's time for a new identity folks it's time to say no i'm not that you might have had a hold on my life but no longer this is who i am in christ and he says whom the sun sets free in every area is free indeed You don't have to be entangled by the world. You don't have to be strangled by the world. You don't have to be uh, under the domain of the enemy. He's not your Lord. If you made Jesus your Lord, that's who your Lord should be. Not anything that the world says you are or who you should be or what this looks like. If you'll take the word, it'll transform you. God spoke the word And it was spoken before it was written, and it was written to be spoken. He's given us all the keys that we need to victory in life, no matter what it is. You might say, well, there's modern things that aren't in the word. Well, he's given you the word to overcome the modern things because he's eternal. He knew it all before it all came to being, and he knows the answer for your situation. The word is full of faith, and when you speak it, your mouth becomes loaded with power, just like Ron did and Debbie. They spoke the word, and it becomes a weapon against the enemy and what he wants to do in your life. Our mouths hold the power to uproot things that aren't good and to plant things that are. John 6.63 says, The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. What are the words that you're allowing to come out of your mouth. James, you want to play a little bit? We're just going to spend a little time before the Lord. I want everybody just to close your eyes, if you would. I know sometimes messages aren't easy to swallow, but any of you, when you were a little kid and maybe you had to take a vitamin or you had to take a medicine and your mom maybe mixed that medicine with a little bit of jelly or peanut butter or something to help you swallow it. Not everybody likes every vegetable, but they're good for you. And God wants your lives to be everything he created you to be. 
He doesn't want you any longer to be under the thumb and the dominion of the enemy. He wants you to walk in victory and overcoming power. And you have that power within your mouth to change your life, to change your circumstances. You might say, well, I've tried that. This is not a try thing. This is a do. It's the doers of the word who are blessed. It's a, I do the word. That's who I am. I don't know anything different. I am a doer of the word. That's the mentality you have to have. I just want to give an opportunity for anybody who doesn't know the Lord. You don't know what this is all about. But you say, I want to know him. I want to be changed. I want to walk in victory. If there's anybody here who never has asked.